What's going on everyone? This is Jawan here, back with another episode of the 100 Series Everyday Awesome Podcast. As always, we're here bringing you people from the Quad Cities that are doing awesome and amazing things. And uh, I am super excited right now. We have a champion in the house. We have the bantamweight champion, right? Is that right? Yeah, cage aggression, um, amateur bantamweight champion. Lee Colvin, this guy is literally kicking butt right here in the Quad Cities, and I am so jacked, so excited to have him here to share about his journey with MMA, with fighting, and how that's impacted his life, and hopefully you'll be able to take some of the things that he's going to talk about and apply to your own life. So with that being said, Lee, how have you been, sir? Uh, I've been good. Can't complain. You know, just trying to beat out this cold weather. Uh, Other than that, enjoying the holiday season. No complaints all around. Now, you've been doing fights here in the Quad Cities for, for, for quite a while. Now, how long have you been doing doing fights here in the Quad Cities? Um, so, I had my first fight back in 2012 before I went to the Marine Corps. So, was that? that's about eight years ago. Wow. About eight years ago. And then I uh, left to the Corps for a while. So, I basically took a few years off and I came back and started fighting again about 2016 or so. So, I've been... About eight years on and off. Now, what got you into in, into fighting, into mixed martial arts? Um, what you know, talk about that story? Um, I guess it's one of those things where when I was growing up, I was always uh, a little rough, and I liked you know I liked all kind of sports. When I was in high school, I did uh, basketball for a bit. In middle school, I did soccer, football, and track, and just whatever else. But I funny story, I actually. Um, got into a um, altercation <laughs> at school and uh, kind of, you know, in high school where it gets around every time something crazy happens. So uh, afterwards, ironically, one of my uh, soccer teammates came up to me and he was saying like, oh, um, I heard you're like a, a, a good fighter. Not necessarily good, but, you know, like a decent fighter. He's like, have you ever tried to like thought about actually doing it? And I was like, at the time, I had no idea what the MMA was. The only reason I knew of wrestling was because my dad was a big wrestler in that side of the family. But I was, you know, I'm, I was very optimistic. I'm like, sure, I'll give it a try. And I ended up going to um, my current gym, which is Marty's Martial Arts, which at the time we were we were training out of Marty's Garage. It was my buddy's dad, and uh, you know, I went and I trained for a bit, and I, I, I took my first fight. Uh, later on that year and that was the same year that I ended up uh shipping out and just kept with the training and kept you know pursuing fighting now talk about the the actual training part of it how do you train to be to be a a fighter do you do like do you do different martial arts do you do jujitsu do you do karate what what's like your what's your your style in training I mean there's the thing about mixed martial arts is that there's so many different ways to go about your training. I think the most important like like trigger word or keyword would be consistency. But uh, me in particular, you know, I've I trained a lot of, when we first started at Marty's, I was doing a lot of kind of like kickboxing, Muay Thai kind of strike training. And then we were doing uh, jujitsu, Brazilian jujitsu. So we were grappling. Most days you go in, you, you do maybe half hour to an hour of one of them. And then you finish out the second half of practice doing the other. So, I mean, I did that, and then, you know, going to the Marine Corps, I did a little bit of the McMap, which is the Marine Corps Martial Arts Program, so I kind of got a little bit more of a rounded knowledge of trying to kind of incorporate that, 
which is a lot of it is basically kind of centered around jujitsu style fighting or like Muay Thai. But um, after that, you know, I just kept trying to cross train wherever I went. Just, you know, obviously there's the fitness side of it besides just the, you know, the grappling and the striking. There's the actual like muscle conditioning and like uh, endurance training. So I started doing a lot of uh, CrossFit and stuff like that as well. Just kind of trying to be well-rounded overall and fit for fighting. And what was that that first official fight like? Like, talk about that experience. Um, <laughs> it's actually funny because uh, the guy I fought, uh, Kevin Burke, he's actually a friend of mine, and we were. Um, I was just over there uh, last month, I want to say, and we we watched the uh, the DVD recording because this fight was back in 2012, so there was no like Facebook Live, and like I I just I'd never seen the fight besides like a old YouTube video where you can barely even see who's who, but uh, it was just funny re-watching the fight because it was, it was, like, I've been in fights before that fight, you know, just like, you know, street fights, little stupid altercations, but it was just, uh, it was funny watching it because I just, like, I got to relive it and actually experience it, and I was just, I was, I just laughed a lot, and it was very cringy to watch back, but I just remember being that young kid and thinking, like, I knew what a fight was and getting out there, and it was just like, it's almost a blur because everything is just going on. There's people screaming and everyone's yelling what to do and you're getting punched. And it's like, you're just like, what am I doing here? But I mean, it's, it's fun too. You know, it's exciting. You get your adrenaline pumping and it just make, it makes you feel alive, you know. And that first fight I was just watching was me and him. We got into like a heated fight. Like we're like between, uh, between rounds, like talking crap at each other, walking up to each other, like all like dramatic and I was so emotional because my first fight and I wasn't able to you know control those emotions and stuff so it's just it's just funny to see to see myself back then and how like in my in my opinion how unskilled I was compared to my ego back then and how it's like I feel like I've become more skilled but I feel like I've also become like more humble and more calm and like more like relaxed about fighting when back then I was like oh I'm gonna gonna whoop this guy you know in front of everybody (laughs) Yeah. Now talk about it. Talk about what it's like because you said this guy was your friend, and what's it like having to, to go into you know the cage like that and having to like basically beat up your friend? You know what kind of mindset do you have when you're dealing with a situation like that? Well, I mean, at the time I didn't know who he was, so we weren't friends at that fight. Actually, like it was like a whole big like dramatic scene, and like uh, we didn't touch gloves at the beginning, and it's you know it's all a lot of it's like. Uh, it's a it's a it's a dog fight, you know. But you're barking. You're trying to like try to you win, trying to min, win the mental part of the fight before the physical part of the fight. So I mean, that first fight, it was uh, that was just like the experience. You know, I didn't really like. It took me a while to actually understand and comprehend and learn about actually being able to fight someone and control your emotions. And I actually ended up uh, fighting him again. So we fought in 2012, and then we ended up fighting. I want to say maybe 2016 was my next fight, and we, I came back home from the Marines, and we ended up fighting again. And you know that fight, at, after that, you know after everything happened, we became more, you know, um, civil, civil, I guess I'll say. So then that fight again, we were, we were. There's a certain amount of, for me, I guess, a certain amount of respect when you fight someone. That's like, especially like, in you know, in a arena scene. You know, you're going out here with everything you got and you know that other person across from you is like about to get in there and try to do the same thing to you and it's like there's a certain respect to be like yo like you really like 
willing to come out here and put it all on the table. And it's like, I respect that, but you have to know that I am as well. It's like, it's like if I challenge you to a video game for like $100,000, it's going to get personal. Yeah. You know, you can, be my, you can be my best friend, my brother. Like I'm, I'm still trying to like, you know, get the best out of you. So it's uh, over time, you know, all the guys I've fought, I've never really, I don't think I've had any like beef or like, I don't really care for all the like, okay trash talk and stuff like i mean I, I, so it's I, none of that Conor mcgregor type stuff yeah i mean and that's that's a that's a big that's a skill in itself i guess to try to you know psych out the fighter or like try to put on a show and try to make money you know when you're in the big leagues you gotta you gotta sell your brand you know it's marketing it's like any any good fighter there's plenty of good fighters who make half as much as fighters of the same skill just because of how they market themselves, how they brand themselves, their agency so, I mean, that's, you know, there's a respect to that. But for me, I just never really couldn't be bothered to be like, oh, I'm going to, like, if, if you say something mean to me, <laughs> I'm going to take it personal. I'm not going to, like, try to, like, say some stuff to, like, sell it or try to, like, I don't know, like, politic to, like, do, oh, I'm going to do this and do that. And, and this person is such a horrible person. Like, if I personally dislike you, which I don't really think there's many people that I personally dislike but like that's that's a personal thing I'm not gonna go like make a Facebook status before a fight like I can't wait to kick this guy's butt I hate him so you know it's like that's uh it's not my thing I guess now uh, you talked about it uh, briefly about the feeling of being in there with the lights and the people yelling and and that whole atmosphere how do you how do you focus on on the actual fight with all this other you know stimuli going on there? Do you have you know the you know the people in the crowd cheering for you or cheering against you or they're, t- they're talking crap you know to you or, or encouraging you? And then you have you know just all the lights and all the cameras and and just everything going on. How do you how do you stay laser locked on your opponent and what you need to accomplish? Um. You know, it's uh, it's funny for me. I always thought it kind of weird, like all the way, like the whole like. It's like uh, I go internal in a sense, and it's like so, like the warm up and stuff, and you're waiting. I'm nervous. I'm jittery. I'm just like, oh my, you know, I'm just like, oh my goodness, like I'm thinking about it. But the moment, like I walk when when the song drops, it's like, like when you hear your song, whatever song you pick, and you just the curtain opens. And it's kind of it's kind of nice in a weird way because there's so much going on that you focus on a little weird thing. So it's like I'm walking out and I'm like I'm thinking to myself like obviously I'm thinking about the fight and stuff. I'm telling myself like my little like my little mantra, my little saying to help me relax. But I'm sitting here thinking like, wow, this light is bright. Or oh, look at that kid. I want to give him a high five. I was like, did I, t- did I touch all their hands? Like little weird things like that that help me. Relax. I feel like when you think too much about the bigger picture, like, oh, I'm going out here in front of all these people, then you get nervous and stuff. And I feel like, you know, like I've had a fight like that where I was kind of nervous and I could tell the difference between like now when I go out and I'm just like thinking about the weird things instead of thinking about the big picture. And like even like mid fight, I'm thinking about, oh, is that my is that my uncle over there? Or like little things like that or like like I remember my last fight, I was uh, I was fighting a guy and I'm like locked against the cage. I'm dead tired. And uh, this guy, the guy, I can't think of his name right now, but uh, he's, a, he's a, a friend of mine, like an associate, and he's literally right there in the uh, corner in my view. And I'm dead tired, and like I'm thinking about everything, and I'm like, 
you know, when you're, I was in a position where I was like, I can't let this guy go or I would be in trouble pretty much. But I was so tired. I was just like, like hanging on for dear life. And, um, I was thinking to do something just like a transition. Like I was thinking of a takedown and I stepped, I got ready to do it. And this guy starts yelling, no, 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 don't, don't do it. And like, you hear, you hear so many different voices and you never recognize who's who you don't know. Like you're like, it's just like you try to focus on your coach's voice, but there's so much, it's so loud and so many people screaming random stuff. You know, everyone knows how to fight when they're watching a fight. But uh, this guy is like yelling at me, like, like, don't do that, don't do that, don't do that. And I was just thinking like, why can I hear his voice so good, but I can't hear anyone else? And it's like little things like that that help me, you know, kind of stay calm. I feel like I try not to think about the big picture, but it's like, you know, at, there's there's certain moments, like my favorite is like when you get in the cage and I always kind of do like a little lap around the cage, kind of loosen it out and you just hear everybody yelling and you kind of see people and you try not to like notice them too much, but you also like, you see familiar faces and you're like, it's like seeing them on the street. You're like, hey, and he's like, oh, wait, but I got to, you know, find that, that balance to like think about the fight, but not be too much into you being into a fight right now. So it's like, it's, it's a... It's an interesting mix, but it's it's really fun. I love it. Now about that voice. Now did that voice? Who? What, do you know who, who that voice was? I can't think of it at the moment. I just remember someone was like, I was trying to do this takedown. He's like, and you know, you hear everyone yelling, like do stuff. Like everyone's yelling what they want you to do. But like for some reason, I'm just sitting there. I'm like, everything else goes. Like sometimes you fixate on like a certain voice. Usually, I can fixate on my coach's voice. So it's nice because you don't hear anything else. Like I'll either hear the opponents coaches or I hear my coach and I can fixate and I can differentiate so those are the only the only voices I'm training my mind to hear everything else is just like background music you know and when yelling I don't hear any of that but it's just funny because I was listening for my coach and I couldn't you know I'm like and I'm not like I'm looking but I'm not looking like I try to fight like with my mind not only my eyes I'm kind of listening and I'm like there and uh I'm listening and I'm like where's my coach's voice and I'm like who is this guy? Like, I kept, and I can't remember who it was at the moment, but it was just so funny because, like, it kind of helped me, you know, when you're in your mind and you're like, I got to do all these things. And you're like, what should I do? What should I do? What should I do? And then you stop doing that for a second. You know, you stop going 100 miles an hour and you slow down to, like, 20. You're like, who is that? And it's like something like that. I kind of like it. It keeps me, uh, I guess it keeps me relaxed. I like to try to be, like, relaxed. I don't want to force it. You know, it's it's one of, the, one of those things and when you're fighting you make one wrong decision too fast or too slow and you're like you know that could change the whole fight so it's just funny I can't remember who it was and I'll have to get back to you if I can but I just just remember that one little thing and it just kind of helps me calm down and realize at the end of the day you know win or lose no matter how big the stage is or what you're doing it, you're still just you you know it's like it's, it's just it's a fight you know mm-hmm. it's life <laughs> now I actually um been in Marty's gym with you. I saw how you train. I saw some of the other guys and some some of the, the some of the some of the training that you guys do out there. Uh, talk about what you have to do to like prep for a fight. Like um like what what goes into like like the, the nutrition, the training. What all do you have to do? Um, people. I have a lot of friends who train like various types of like training schedules. For me, uh. I try to find a good balance. I usually would like, you know, when I'm, if I'm prepping for a fight, let's say I'm a month and a half out or so, I'm, I'm hoping to be at the gym, you know, every day. And when I mean gym, I mean doing some kind of lifting as well as training. Now, 
sometimes depending on, you know, recovery from post fights, I may like currently I'm taking like a break from fight training. Like I, I messed up my knee and my hands my last fight, so I haven't been fighting, but I'm still maintaining my, my, you know, my, my physical strength. And I try to stay, you know, around your body weight as well. Like for me, um, I guess the big, to make it simple, the big thing, three things I will focus on when I'm training is like my body weight, like where am I maintaining my, my, where am I strong at how I want to be for the fight? So let's say I'm fighting at 135 coming up to this last fight. I was walking around at about 140. So knowing that I have to cut uh, less weight for the fight means that I'm not going to be as strong as I usually am. So that means instead of doing my, you know, my CrossFit lifts and some like hypertrophy or strength lifting in the afternoons and then doing training, I would transition to just, you know, uh, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to be a strong fighter this fight, so I want to be a faster fighter. So I'm like, okay, this program, I'm going to focus more on cardio and muscle endurance and try to, like, I'll be a little weaker, but I'll still be able to, like, last longer, which, ironically, this was, this was a title fight. It was a five-round fight, but, you know, it's one of those things where I wasn't able to necessarily follow my program to the extent that I wanted to, but just overall, depending on how I'm who I'm preparing to fight and just what's going on in my life outside of fighting. I like to try to do a lot of, you know, a lot of strength training, you know, a consistent diet. I'm not too, I'm not, you know, I'm not counting calories right now or anything like that. I'm just trying to like do those small decisions that add up to a healthy life. You know, I don't want to obsess it because then when you become obsessed, sometimes it, you know, you lose, it's, it's not as fun, you know? So I try to find that balance of, you know, maybe I'll let myself, have have some drinks on the weekend and stuff when I'm far out from a fight. But then at the same time, I know I'm still working, you know, hard enough that I'm still progressing and growing. So it's one of those things for me where I try to just get that balance, you know. And as I as I progress closer to the fight, then I, you know, incre- increase. Like it's like tapering off the perfect like timeline, like periodization kind of. Now let's talk about this year and your accomplishments this year because as we mentioned at the very beginning of the podcast you are now the cage aggression bantamweight champion and um i've been following you this this whole year through all all your different fights talk about that that the whole whirlwind of everything from the beginning of the year to finally you know getting that championship uh, a few months ago um so i was kind of to start this year off, I was kind of, you know, I was dealing with a lot of personal stuff, and I was kind of at a turning point where I was coming off some injuries from previous fights, and I was dealing with some other things, just kind of, you know, personal life things, trying to figure out where I was going, and I, you know, I kept training a little bit. I wasn't training super consistent, but I was always there when I could, and, you know, kept getting the question, oh, when are you going to fight again? And I was, I had a bad knee and ankle from a previous fight, and I was like, oh, you know, soon, you know, eventually, and then, you know, I think the first one that came up was kind of like a month out, and I'd been, I'd been saying this is this soon, eventually kind of thing for about two months. And I hate, I hate, you know, it started to become a trend where I wasn't really looking; I was just kind of saying. And then I was like, you know what? I was like, I'm not getting any younger. You know, it's I don't want to be a person who says stuff and doesn't act. So then, I think it, I want to say my first fight I took this year was in May. Yeah, I took I took it in May. It was kind of last minute. It was, well, I guess month out or so. So it wasn't super last minute, but I was just like, I was just like, I was like, let's do it. You know, I just I just sent the message and I I got matched up and I was just like, okay, I'll take the fight. And I went out. 
yeah, that was me. Uh, I went out and I, I won the fight. You know, it was, uh, I want to say it was the first round, first round uh, submission. I ended up winning it, so I kind of, I felt good about that. And it kind of, it was like one of those things like, okay, yeah, I still got it. You know, it wasn't necessarily my best showing, and I know I was still, definitely still growing and stuff, but it was just like, okay, you know, I went so long at not fighting that it's like, are you a fighter or are you someone who has had a fight before? So it was like, I was like, okay, I did that one. And ironically, I was uh, considering moving down to California. So I was down there working while stationed down there with the Marines over the summer. And my uh, promoter, Mike Goodwin, he actually hit me up and he told me, you know, I was, I remember I was sitting in my car on my uh, lunch break and I'm just eating a pizza because, you know, we were on chow or whatever. And he messaged me, he tells me, like, uh, if I, you know, win a fight for him in August out in uh, uh, Burlington, then uh, he'd give me a title fight. So it was one of those things where I was really, like, I was either going to move to Mexico or move to California. But I was just, like, mid-transition. I was, like, and I, you know, I kind of sat down for a bit. I, I kind of thought to myself, this is something I really want. And, you know, I was, like, you know what? Yeah, like, I, I actually like this. So I told him, you know, I was, like, I, I, I talk about it, you know, and I want it, but sometimes I get a little timid, but I was like, I was like, yep, I'll do it. I just said, you know, it's like, you just got to jump. So then I, uh, fought, uh, Brent Heathcock in August. Yeah. I'm Burlington. And, uh, we had a really good fight. I think we ended up getting a uh, fight of the night actually. So nice. this was a nice one. It was a good fight. A little bloody. It was, it was fun though. He's a, I remember that. I remember you, you, Posting on your face. Yeah. How, how bloody your face was. A little bloody, definitely. But it was it was a good fight, and it kind of, you know, it inspired me because, uh, you know, I, I hadn't fought that long of a fight yet. And it was like, okay, like, the whole way through the fight, we were, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't, definitely wasn't an easy fight. It was a hard fight. But, you know, and he's, Bren's a great fighter, too. But I felt, you know, I felt good about myself that, like, watching a video back, sometimes I'm like, like, oh, wow, you know, I actually I actually do fight. You know, I didn't just have a fight. I actually do fight. Like, I kind of, like, got more confident and, like, and more just, like, excited about fighting, I guess. You know, it was just, it was really fun. It was a good event the whole way. Mike Goodwin from Cage Aggression, he always puts on an amazing show. So after that, you know, I came back here November 2nd, and I just had a title fight, and this is the amateur title fight, by the way. I need to clarify because I know that we have uh, amateur night and pro night, so I can't. I'm not pro just yet. So, but I had my title fight and I fought uh, JJ JJ Redman, and he's a he's a good fighter too. It was, it was a fun fight. It was uh, actually it was it was uh, a real kind of important fight for me because I had a lot of. It was like um, I lost my mother, you know, October 10th. So I was dealing with that and. It was just like a really, like, I didn't, honestly, at one point I didn't want to fight. Like, I was just kind of like, like, I just wasn't really interested in, you know, doing anything after that. You know, you lose your mother, you know, that's like the closest person to me. And it's like, I wasn't really interested in fighting. But, you know, it was uh, one of those things where it was like I wanted to stick to it. And I know it was something that she would want me to stick to, you know, like. I can't, you know, just back out of stuff. You know, life's going to always be hard. You can't just back out just because it's not convenient. You know, there's always going to be stuff that's not convenient. And then if it's not convenient and you don't do it, then what, what end result does that lead to? You know, you're not going to be like, oh, I'm glad I didn't do that. I'm glad I, I'm glad I sat out and just kind of 
you know, felt bad for myself. You know, you got to keep progressing. So it was one of those things where it was definitely a hard camp for me. And it was a hard fight as well. It was the longest fight I've had. And like, you know, with the stuff I was dealing with, I wasn't able to train like I wish I would have or focus. Like it was, I think it took me like maybe until like two weeks before the fight. Not probably like the week before the fight before I was able to even punch the bag because, bag because I was just so like, well, to spar because I was so emotional. Like I wasn't able to like, control my emotions and that's a huge part of fighting you know you don't want to fight out of hatred and anger and sadness you want to fight out of skill and like awareness so it was like it was really it was really challenging for me to get able to be at an area where I could go out and fight and not you know just see red and be out there like I'm on the streets like just trying to like hurt someone you know I'm trying to win a fight as a sport as a skill so it was it was uh it was hard to work up to that point but you know at the end of it you know it was uh I felt, you know, really good about it. It was a good end to my fight year. You know, it was like, I had like an up point of the year, a down point of the year, but it just felt like I was able to like finish it like somewhere up top. I might not have been as high as I wanted to be, but it's like, okay, I can go out up top somehow. So it's a nice year. <laughs> oh, cool. And that fight you, you mentioned earlier where you heard the voice, was that the championship fight? Uh, yeah, that was the championship fight where this, I can't remember the guy's name, but I, I can see his face too. That's the funny part, but I can't remember his name right now. But I have to, I have to, I have to know. So how, how did that whole situation end up playing out then? Oh, so I, I kind of, um, that little, that little part, just like when I was hearing him, it was just like, I was just listen, listening to his advice on like a little takedown that I wasn't going to do. And then obviously like I went from a hundred miles per hour mindset to like 20, and then it helped me bring it back up to like 50, 60 where I like to be at. And then I, at the end of the day, I ended up ignoring him and going for the takedown, which worked in my favor, you know. But it was just nice to just to have that one little thing sometimes when you're like thinking so fast about everything to kind of slow you down and remind you to like breathe. So that's, that's all that really was for me. And I, I, I like to find that happy median, you know. Very cool. So now that you are the, the bandweight champion, Amateur Bantamweight <laughs> champion. Don't want to don't wanna, uh, uh, confuse things. Um, still a great accomplishment, though. So congratulations on that. So what's next now? Now that you're, you are the champion, what's the next move? Um, so right now, the first thing I'm focused on was I actually went, uh, started back in some studying. I had stopped for a while because I was, you know, life was pulling me other places, but I kind of you know, with everything happening, I kind of got back online where I was before. So um, I'm going to be going to uh, Barcelona actually this weekend. Oh, nice. And then uh, I'll be there. So I'm supposed to be there until May. But uh, there's luckily right next to my apartment, I think it's a 20 minute walk. There's a really nice gym. It's a like an industrial style gym. They have CrossFit, they have MMA, they have all that stuff. So it's one of those things where I can get away and focus on training. And then I don't know, I've been kind of thinking about it. I'm kind of, I'm doing a lot of other stuff. I'm working on some DJing and photography and videography and stuff. But I want, I kind of think I want to make a big run for it next year just to kind of see. Like I'm, I'm 25, turning 26. I just want to see if I'm going to actually, you know, pursue this full time, like, like passionately or, you know, just kind of play around with it. I've been kind of dabbling in and out, but I'm like, I think I'm thinking next year, like I'm gonna kind of go hard and kind of try to get some title fights and maybe try to go pro. But otherwise, you know, maybe I'll do it a few times. Maybe you know, life will pull me somewhere else. But I, that's the next step is getting there and kind of 
hitting the gym running and going from there and seeing what I can get. And I just think that it's cool that you're going to be, you know, overseas in Europe and, you know, might have to come back here to defend your championship. And, you know, how cool is that to say, hey, I, I got to leave so I can go, you know, defend my, defend my title. Yeah, that's actually, uh, I was thinking about that. Besides the price of it, <laughs> it sounds like it'd be fun. You know, I just, I think it'd be cool to kind of travel just to fight. You know, it's like two things I like doing and obviously I'd have to, you know, coordinate because obviously I'm going to have to defend my title. And there's a show in March. I still have to talk to Mike about that and see if I'm going to do that or if maybe it'll be later on in the year when I get back or something. But, you know, either way, I'm still going to be looking. Uh, I may look for some other fights, maybe in Europe or something. Maybe if I'm, you know, I'm going to get to the gym and see how it feels, kind of check their their fight connections and see what other uh, potential things there are. So I don't know. I, would, I definitely do plan to defend my title. And, you know, I was talking, I maybe after I defend it and stuff and have a, hopefully have a good fight year then maybe at the end of towards the end of next year maybe try to go pro but at the end of the day it's just me making sure that my outside factors you know and my mentality are up to par with my physical ability because there's a lot of fighting is being able to just you know have the skill to fight you know and I'd like to think I'm I'm a fairly in shape guy I'm fairly athletic and agile and yes I have a, a decent amount of skill you know I'm still new new to fighting honestly but um I don't I need to be able to and I, then this is just me personally I'm not speaking for every fighter but for me a big part of it is the mental part I always say I don't want to just be a muscle I want to be a brain as well so if I'm able to take care of all that stuff and make sure I'm where I need to be you know mentally spiritually you know business-mindedly making up a word but just <laughs> you know just in that realm then maybe I'm able to continue pursue fighting and hopefully find a way to bring them to the top. You know, it's like a pyramid, you know, make both points meet. You know, that would be a happy, a happy balance for me. But I don't want to just chase a bunch of fights just because like, I just want to fight, fight, fight. You know? Right, you got to have like a goal. You know? Exactly. It's a brand. It's not a who can, you don't, you know, you don't necessarily succeed in the fight industry by having a bunch of fights you know you can just keep just fighting people every chance you get to like prove something you know you gotta you gotta have the marketing you gotta have the agency so that's a big thing I'm kind of like want to look into more of on this uh this this next decade coming up (laughs) and this next decade yeah so like you said 2020 vision so and for everyone listening who might be thinking about getting into MMA, getting into, into to fighting, what kind of advice or tips do you have for them? You know, I've, I've been asked this multiple times, and ironically, uh, a buddy of mine messaged me, I want to say, like, last night or the night before, and he's saying he wants to start training and he wants to start fighting. And I talk to people all the time, and, I mean, the first thing you got to do is just show up. You know, start training, and then you'll know if you want to fight. I got a lot of people that want to just, like, go out and fight like oh I just want to go fight like that's that's not it that's not that's not what mixed martial arts is you know it's, it's a sport at the end of the day you, it may look on the outside looking in it may look like just like two people going in there to bang it out but there's a lot of you know respect and skill and technique and knowledge and you know it's a lifestyle and that's a big thing it's just like anything you can't just like go out and just go go can't just go join a play and like perform the next weekend you know you gotta you gotta learn everything, the etiquette, like everything about it. And that's a big thing. It's like, show up to a gym. You know, there's, 
there's a, f- a few good gyms around. There's actually just a good amount of good, uh, good martial arts gyms around here in the QC. You just show up, you know, you start training, whether it be jujitsu, kickboxing, Muay Thai, you know, you can go to a boxing gym and get a little sparring in and kind of learn, learn what you, what you want to do, learn what you're seeing before you just say, oh, you don't, you don't show up to the gym like, oh, I'm just going to go fight. Like, no, you can have aspirations to go fight. You can want to, you know, you can want to join the, the basketball team, but first you got to go to tryouts. You got to go to practice and like get the skills and stuff. And then, you know, from there, there's so many great coaches and stuff around here that can take you under their wing and mentor you and, you know, mold you to a good fighter. But there's the main thing I just, and it, I like to try to make stuff sound simple because it really is simple. Anything in life, you just have to do what you say, you know, but you just got to show up and just like show up and keep, keep showing up. And from that, you know, from that pot, once you build that pot, the fruit will fall. You know, you have somewhere to catch them, a basket. Good stuff. I like that. I like that analogy there. So thank you, Lee. Thank you for everything that you're doing here in the, in the Quad Cities with being awesome. Congratulations again on all of your accomplishments, winning the championship, going to Europe and doing it big out there. I know you're going to do awesome there and whatever else you choose to do. And if you do decide to go pro, that's awesome. And hey, maybe even some UFC in the future, possibly. The world is our oysters, right? I'm, I'm interested in all opportunities available to me. So thank you for having me on your podcast, man. It's been a pleasure talking with you as always and hanging out with you. Thank you so much, Leah. Thank you so much. And everyone at home, thank you for listening. I'll be back again next week with another amazing person. So take care of yourselves. And as always, I will see you soon.